Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 30, Killers of the Flower Moon. Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. Uh, we're going to gather around the water cooler today and have a chat about the movie Killers of the Flower Moon. This is going to be part of our Academy Awards Best Picture series. We got this one right. This one actually did get nominated for Best Picture, along with a whole bunch of other things. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, there's going to be spoilers. The synopsis of this one is uh, Native Americans find oil, and then the white men take advantage of that. What do you guys think of this one? I think greedy white people suck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> no. Bold. I found this movie really, really good and a bit depressing at the same time. I, yep. I agree. That's how I felt about it, too. Yeah, it was incredibly well made. There's no question about that. Yeah. Like it is consistently tight on the editing and the visuals and all the acting. And the, the story is just a completely depressing <laughs> uh, <laughs> three and a half hours of how awful humanity can be when it's left to its own devices. But did it need to be three and a half hours? I don't think so. No. But it is based on a book. Uh, usually movies based on books tend to be longer I don't, I don't know. And it's based on real events. Yeah. Yeah. This comes from the perspective of, I don't mind long movies. I know that that's not an opinion that a lot of people also share. Some people do, some people don't. So I wasn't bothered by the length. It felt like a long movie, but didn't feel like three and a half hours, which is incredibly long. Yeah. It felt longer than three and a half hours. I almost fell asleep several times. Yeah. And we started at 630. Yeah. <laughs> quarter after six. So. I think the benefit of the length is number one, you're covering more of the facts of what happened, which I always appreciate. And number two, there's a certain value in the continuous step-by-step -step dismantling is more effective when you see it happen step-by-step -step rather than skip ahead. And turns out the white people were taking advantage of the, of the, of the Native Americans. Well, I was thinking about it while I was watching it. I do wish it was a little shorter, but I don't know what I'd cut exactly because there's a lot of stuff that I felt like had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the acting, I have to say, was tremendous pretty much across the board. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, we, we know that Scorsese knows how to make a good movie. He's been doing that for 50, 60 years, but the acting was pretty, uh, was pretty top notch. Not shocking when you look at the cast. Did uh, any of you guys have uh, any favorite performances that jumped out to you? Uh, definitely the Lily Gladstone character, Molly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. She just has such had such an amazing way of is seeming kind of emotionless, but it, like it's just it was the subtlety. It was the subtlety of like, you know, when she was first being wooed by the uh, Leo DiCaprio uh, character and how like you could tell she was she was happy that this guy was taking notice of her but it was not like she was constantly you know big smiles and and going around like all jovial all the time and then when things were going off the rails you know she was you could tell that she was really hurting but she was trying not to show it so much and further on she was there was no you couldn't could not show it you know when she was so in the throes yeah. of of the poison that was being administered to her that shot they did with her eye like fluttering and that was just amazing. Mm -hmm. 
I I didn't have the same feeling about like the the De Niro and the Leo and the DiCaprio performances. I thought uh, Robert De Niro was amazing. He was just wonderful at making me hate him, hate his character without being so overtly evil in the same way that like the Baron Harkonnen and in, in Dune is. Right. Um, but there was you know there was still plenty of of evil that he was espousing but he was very very crafty about his the ways that he was going about it it was always kind of like well i'm you know i'm the the centerpiece of this town and i'm this guy who's Nobody's got to take care a of better things. friend than yeah, i am too. yeah he was very devious in the way that he you know he was he was going about his his business of thefting from the uh osage people um dicaprio I've never loved him. I think he he is a good actor, but I have yet to see the performance of like um when Will Smith did that uh, was you remember the one where he was the dad of the of the Williams twins uh King Richard that's what it was, right? Yeah. Um he uh that performance was like I didn't feel like I was watching Will Smith in that movie and I have yet to have that type of experience with Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like it's always Leo doing a character and he did it really good in this one. But I just, I still, it was like, well, that's, that's Leo under the, you know, it's Leo doing his, whatever he's doing with his jaw thing or what, how much crap the cotton he's got in his, in his mouth, you know, doing it, kind of talking like this, whatever, whatever that was. Um, what is it I called it when was, you have cotton in your mouth, Zach? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really dry. Um, it's like cotton in your mouth. Uh, I, I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to downgrade his performance. I thought it was a good performance. I just, I just didn't feel like it was up to the level of of an Academy Award for it. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't think he was. He wasn't nominated, right? If I remember correctly, I don't, I don't think he was. Think so. I know Lily Gladstone was. Um, I'd have to look at the list, but and she was definitely I think the, Niro, the highest point. De Niro was as well. Oh, I, b- I believe that. I think she yeah. was the high point, um, but there was no, there were no weak points. I liked how dim DiCaprio's character was, and it's interesting because we're seeing it from his perspective. So at first, you're like, "All right, he ain't the brightest." Yeah. He's, he's talking to his uncle. And he's like, "Oh, I love women and money," you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "All right, it's gonna be hard to get behind this guy." And then the first time you see him like stealing, you're like, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah. And then he just keeps making stoop, and it's not because he was. It wasn't out of character. He was just a dummy, like a greedy yeah. dummy. You know, it was really. And he I, was, think, I he thought was it was really well done. Oftentimes being used by other yeah, people, easily I manipulated. Did, yeah, I did really love the scene between him and De Niro in the prison, where De Niro was like, "Well, you're going to regret this," and he's like, "I ain't got nothing but regrets." And yeah. I thought that was that was like he, he finally realized how all of his stupid actions have affected him in such an awful, awful way, and yet he uh, but, still couldn't admit. To his his wife, what he did in the moment, because he was still trying to save himself or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like, oh, no, no, I I thought it was the the medicine for you. It's like, well, I think you you knew better than that, even as dim as you are. Yeah, but it was perfectly on point for the character because those husbands of the Osage women were very much trying to better themselves and self-preservation. It was like they didn't really have anything to offer the world or uh, any good skills or anything. So they just went and found someone who was rich and got them convinced that they should be, you know, the spouse. 
And mm -hmm. so it made sense that, you know, he wasn't willing to own up to that because he's still kind of trying to pre preserve and survive and, and do the thing that he's been doing, you know, most of his life since he got out of the, out of the military. I thought it was a really interesting choice at the end of the movie to do the epilogue as a radio play. Oh, yeah. I think the commentary there, at least as I read it, is, of course, the, the story then gets told by white people. Mm -hmm. It even mentions that there was no mention of in the obituary for Molly after she dies when she's like 50 or something. Yep. There's no mention of, of all the stuff that happened um, because it was basically sort of, yes, the FBI eventually sent down Kirsten Dunst's husband to take care of stuff. <laughs> good old Bummins. There was He's so good no matter what he's doing. Oh, yeah, he, is. I just, he absolutely is. I just, he doesn't have to do much, but it just works for me. Um, My favorite of his roles is the ever-suffering husband of Kirsten Dunst. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, oh. but does that even take acting, Dave? No, I know. <laughs> She's so terrible. <laughs> But, but uh, if it, yes, they did eventually send people down to investigate the murders, but it well, still got more or less swept the, under the rug. The Osage people paid twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, eventually they were they were forced to do something. They did something, but it wasn't like this is a well told story, you know, at the time. And I also think it was an interesting choice because there were some people that would say, "Why is Martin Scorsese a white guy from New York telling this story?" And I think he was acknowledging that by being present, being the, you know actually being in that last scene saying right. well, this is number one he has the clout to get the story told which is perhaps it's better if it was told through the perspective through the the work the art of of, of a native person who, who knows more about this the, the experience but also he did choose to tell the story through the white people's eyes which left room for the story to be told from the other perspective as well and I think he was acknowledging you know I, I can't tell the whole story I'll, I'll tell what I can tell from the, from the angle of my people, quote unquote, people who had, who had the, the power at the time. Um, I don't know. Maybe what did you guys think that that, that worked that, that last scene? Yeah. I liked the conclusion with the radio show production of it. I thought that was a really good, good way to do it. It, it did catch me off guard at first. I was like, Oh my gosh, what's happening now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that like once, once I fell into the rhythm of it, I really, really liked it. But when it, when it first hit, I was just kind of taken back by it. Yeah, I, I will admit, I, my first thought was, fuck, it's Asteroid City all over again. <laughs> yeah. Asteroid City with Lucid Dash, a Perry Home Companion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys think that um, this was worthy of being, um, being nominated for Best Picture, being among the top 10 movies? I do. Um, I do, too. I was bored out of yeah. my mind, but yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I agree. I, agree. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's definitely one of the, the 10 best. Uh, there are other movies I've enjoyed a lot more to, to what you're saying, Dave. Sometimes there's movies that I admire but don't love. This is somewhere in between. thought it was really good, but I am, I'm not eager to rewatch it necessarily. And there are other movies I've seen this year where I've been like, oh, what a great movie. I, I'm going to watch that one again. I, I put it in the same category as um, like All Quiet on the Western Front last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't ever need to see it again, but it's telling an important story. So that's good. It was longer than it needed to be for me. I also don't know what I would have taken out of it. Sometimes you watch a movie to learn something and admire the the art, and then you're like, "Cool, I, I did that. Now I'm going to go watch, you know, the holdovers again or something." You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got nominated for nine. Ten, yeah, I think. Ten. This says ten. What do you? Yes. What, can you list them? Yep. Actor in a supporting role, costume design. 
Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures Original Song, Original Score, Achievement in Production Design, Film Editing, Cinematography, which definitely deserves it, mm-hmm. gorgeous looking movie, as, a song, as well as the editing. Uh, yep. Actress in a lead role for Lily Gladstone. Directing for Scorsese and Picture of the Year. You know, I can't argue with any of those. No, no I think they all fit. I don't think it's my pick for Best Picture of the uh, of the 10. Certainly not of the five I think we've watched now. I think if I had to pick now, I'd pick the rom-com that we watched, the uh, Korean one. Past Lives. Past Lives, past lives yeah. Rom- is, you think it's a, is yeah. a rom-com? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, of the movies we've watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. M- um, minus the com, yeah, mostly just yeah. rom. <laughs> but that, um, uh, Dave, that's my favorite so far too. I, I would agree. Yeah, that's the one that I, I that I that comes to mind and I think about regularly. Matt, yeah. you're you're on board with us, right? That's that's no, your favorite. No, one. Uh, oh, which no? one of the five we've watched? Those. Which one would you pick, Matt? If we're going just on movie, I enjoyed watching the most. It would probably be the holdovers. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's a close second for me too. But Barbie's also a close second. So, <laughs> how about you, Zach? Uh, I think I think it's it's kind of between the holdovers and past lives. I think I'd I'd probably go a little bit more towards past lives. Okay. Uh, it feels a I, little more weighty than the holdovers. I, yeah, I, I think that the the holdovers was very good, but there was just a little bit, a little too much of the downtime or slowness kind of in the middle section. Whereas I think past lives had a really good straight through pacing appropriate for the for what was what was being told. Yes, the pacing was all slow. It was it was a it was a regular amount of pacing. It was the right amount for some and maybe not the right amount for others. It's the kind of movie you watch you watch while you're painting the office, I think. Yeah. 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 When the, the paint fumes are, are <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else on this one? No. Well, so for this one of those awards, what do you think it's? What do you think it's going to win? Best actress. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, best it actress win Lily. that. There's a sense of of historic value, and also there's a sort of sentiment for it. But I would say that it's deserving. So regardless, I I, I will have no problem with. It. Well, I think uh, the the other one that's the only one that's competing for me is uh, Emma Stone in Poor Things. Uh, but you guys probably haven't seen that one yet. No, no, that's, is that one of our, our best pictures? Not, I think it's on yep. the list. Okay. It is. What about De Niro? We've seen three of the uh, supporting actors Who else so is far. In, in De that Niro, category? Robert Downey Jr. and Ryan Gosling, plus Mark mm. Ruffalo for Poor Things and uh, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Mm. I haven't seen either of those two. Ruffalo was pretty, it was a whole lot of fun in Poor Things. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think De Niro has a pretty good shot on yeah. that. I think um, so too. Me too. And I could see editing. Uh, yeah. And maybe a production design or, or was it costume design and production design, Dave? Costume design, production design. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I think cinematography, costume design, film production editing. design, and film editing are pretty, pretty good possibilities for it. But I don't know. Oppenheimer is really going to, yeah. it's probably going to clean house on a lot of those just, yeah. just because. That's I think what um, people poor like. things. Yeah, I'm, I think poor things might win costume design, um, if not production design too. But but I would say it has a good shot in those four categories. It's it's one of the 
one of the the favorites at the very least. Are we going to do our big bad all the other movies uh, next time around? Yes, the next episode we've got for our water cooler chat is going to be the remaining five entries in the best picture nominations for the upcoming Academy Awards. So we're going to try and watch all five of those in the next two weeks and then we'll sit down and have a nice long talk about that and give our predictions and our best picks and all that uh, all that stuff until then tell us what you think of killers of the flower moon in the comments like and subscribe if you're into that kind of thing and if you want more content like this you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com and if you really liked it go to buymeacoffee.com 64tacos and you can buy us a taco thanks for listening I caught it on audio.